0: just before we start how much shingles related banter is acceptable
1: uh, as much as you like
0: mate. it's fine i just just for sensitivity's sake
1: i mean in fairness it's really fucking sore so I mean, well I, that's i'll just you make said. you feel i'll just make you feel bad about it Not you, Ollie. Stay quiet, because I'm talking to you for about an hour anyway. But you, the listener, have you liked or shared things that we post on Facebook? Hey, why not do it? It's easy. Just do it. It's easy. Just comment or say things or like them. um, And let us know what you think about the films that we're talking about, uh, whether we got it wrong in the last week's podcast, or things that you're suggesting for next week's podcast those things would be wonderful to hear and if you're not subscribing to the podcast yet why the hell are you not subscribing to the podcast yet um, I just want you to subscribe I just want somebody to subscribe to the podcast um, yeah just go ahead and do it. it's easy and it downloads straight onto your phone which actually well, has its drawbacks because yeah. I went to download something the other day and realised I had three gigabytes of podcasts on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mate! Um, so, yeah, that was a bit annoying. But uh, With a bit of
0: housekeeping, you can sort so, it.
1: So, with a tiny bit of housekeeping, or just go into the podcast and subscribe so that you only get one episode and it kills the um, older episodes off so you don't stockpile them like yeah. mad. They're going to be there forever. They're in the archive. Yeah. You can go back. For example... And listen to Tom Month and you'll enjoy that. But you can just do that whenever you want. You can make August Tom Month for you yeah. if you so desire. Or just Tom Day if you want to knock out four in one go.
0: Yeah, easily done.
1: Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying is just go get involved with what we're doing podcast-wise. I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys. We're chatting about film. It's the Guys on Film podcast
0: the summer Yeah.
1: <laughs> you knew what that was. That's a trailer womp um
0: made famous by the film Inception.
1: Um yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Um who's who's the guy the
0: composer? Zimmer. Zimmer. Hans,
1: Hans, Zimmer. Hans, Hans, Zimmer. Hans Zimmer.
0: Yeah, Hans Zimmer. Hans
1: Zimmer. Yeah, Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Uh, hands him for dinner. Yeah, so <laughs> get get that, mate. Don't know where they've been.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's been doing all the music. He he did the he did the Boar thing, which is pretty pretty good, I suppose. Yeah, uh, and I th-
1: did he not do that on a couple other things as well? Well, or have his soundtracks turned into that?
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah.
1: Anyway, the relevance of that is what Ollie.
0: We are discussing in our four X deep dive, Christopher Nolan. Uh, oh yeah, who's uh, got a new film coming out called Dunkirk? We'll be talking about that, and we'll be talking about some of his his other films, and uh, you know, a bit, a bit about him. We, we might even find out how tall he is. Okay. Yes, we are going to find out how tall he is.
1: I know how tall he is.
0: Well, the viewers might not.
1: Um, no, you said Dunkirk. That sounded a little bit like. Um, a porno about having sex with Gurkhas. Now, that leads on quite neatly to what our first seggy is about.
0: It only leads on neatly if I'd have actually said that.
1: Dun-gurk.
0: You <laughs> I, I said Dunkirk.
1: Okay, I think it was my headphones or something. The ones that you suggested
0: that I get. But anyway, really Dun- good. Dunkirk. You know, you've just Dunkirk. kirk Does sound like a porno. What's that? Uh,
1: the new Star-, Star Trek film?
0: Yeah. So, um, seggy one. I'm going to be quizzing Ian on actual pornos that are named after movies.
1: M- movies.
0: Yeah. Okay, so cool. Something like Twin Cheeks or For <laughs> Your Thighs Only, something like
1: that. I mean, Twin Cheeks is actually, unless it's Twin firewalk Cheeks. Fire Walk p- with me.
0: Fire Pork with me. Oh, mate, that's
1: good. I mean, is that real?
0: No. Twin Cheeks is okay and for your thighs only is
1: uh mate, I'm getting a call this we knew this would happen okay I'm gonna end this one and accept it okay bRB
0: guys on Phil. Yeah, but guys, so Ian I've got a whole bunch of uh <laughs> film titles here but, you know, we can discuss them. We can discuss the pros and cons and all all that sort of business. Uh, so what I want to know from you mm-hmm. is, have I made it up or is it a real porno title?
1: Okay. I can't wait to work out that you've just basically made John Carpenter porno names.
0: Oh, I haven't. I haven't done. But But we can think of some at the end, yeah? Okay, we can can just have a wrap. I haven't haven't done
1: any John Garpin ones. Fine,
0: okay. (laughs) I'll I'll think about it. Big dick trouble in Little China.
1: Big trouble in Little Person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyway, right. Number one. Are you ready?
1: Uh huh. Now this is highbrow humour.
0: Yeah. Oh, this to get kicked off to go with the Christopher Nolan highbrow. Can I just say
1: that I'm so happy that we've gone from the pits of despair and sighing. To Christopher Nolan. So we've gone from bay to the very best.
0: Yeah, fine. It's just I like, I like a both. Good,
1: good transition. I like both. Yeah, well you're an idiot. You're like you're like David St. Hubbins and Swinel Tap, basically saying because you believe everything you read, it makes you more intelligent.
0: <laughs> well. Fine. Okay, so number one. Are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Okay. You've got mail. Now have I made this up or is it a real film?
1: you've got nail male m m-a-l-e oh, m- you've M-A-L-E. got nail
0: is that the sort of shit that I'd make up or is it real
1: no because I think you'd think that is too shit whereas other people would not realise it's shit until it's actually made and it's the DVD so I want to say that's real and you didn't make it up
0: correct that's that's real uh-huh. um, I, I reckon this I, I imagine this could be potentially about a male a male male lord a male bride mhm for sexual pleasure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. oh, but it's also still starring
0: Tom. Tom Hanks. <laughs> I mean, he needs the money. He's he's got he's he's seen a, a lovely typewriter that he needs to buy in.
1: But the co-star is called Ryan
0: Meg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, so uh, number two, are you ready? I don't need yet. Oh, sorry. sorry I see. I see. Doesn't matter.
1: I don't okay. need a number two yet.
0: Brilliant. Pump Fiction. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, I think that's probably real as well. Yeah, I'm going to go with real.
0: That is a Johnson original. Oh, is it? But there is there is a... But there is film. a film called that. No, there is one called Pulp Friction. Okay. Which is another poor one, but not Pump Fiction, which is from my fair imagination.
1: You, you just imagining pumps
0: <laughs> yeah okay next one oceans 11 inches you <laughs> why'd you say that
1: because you're a fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> no hold on hold on again I don't know there's a certain type of humor that bad pornographers have that differs from what you
0: have I mean, are they good pornographers? I'm I'm not... That, that are in this specific line of work. Uh-huh.
1: Now, what was it? Ocean's Eleven Inches?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's quite a long film. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Certainly longer than Nicolas Cage's Eight Millimeter. Sure. <laughs>
0: yeah, just
1: um, a tip. Uh, it's tricky, but I'm going to go with my gut feeling, which was that this is you.
0: This is a real porno. Shit. You're wrong. Ocean's Eleven Inches.
1: Yeah, I knew that it sounded a bit like a weird pornographer's thing, but I I went with the gut because I didn't want to spend too long thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anyone that watched it did either.
0: No. Okay. Next, pumping Irene.
1: I think that's real.
0: No, actually. Sorry. It is real. It It is real. real. It's real. It's it's obviously a play on pumping iron. Uh huh. So uh, yeah, but who played
1: Irene? Do you have any facts about these films? Have you watched any of them?
0: Well, you see, the thing Which is, ones haven't you watched? I haven't watched any of them, um, especially yeah, not the ones I've made up. <laughs> I haven't got any facts on those. Uh, but you know what? I, I didn't really want to delve too deep because uh, I want to keep my internet browser You couldn't history if you wanted
1: to. clean. Okay, fair enough. You know. Uh-huh.
0: That's all I'm saying. Okay, next one. Alien Erection.
1: Is that after Resurrection? I believe so. I mean, that's fucking shit. <laughs> I mean, that is, that's poor quality porno titling. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say it's you.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alien Erection. That's almost as bad as, I think, like, maybe about 10 or 15 episodes ago. I came up with some terrible thing about, like, Bishop like cardinal sins or something like that being yeah. um lance henriksen's book yeah and you saw straight through it that's you're one of those
0: yeah but the thing the thing is is i think these are all quite borderline
1: you're fucking borderline
0: <laughs> all right next one moving on okay throbbing hood
1: that's real that's one that's been made surely
0: okay yeah correct throbbing <laughs> hood yeah. Oh, do you want to know? Ne- obviously, uh, well, I me mean, not obviously. It might not be obvious to people outside of Nottingham. Uh, this is actually based on Robin Hood. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Next one.
1: I, uh, I was trying to think of a funny porno title, uh, porno porn star name for somebody to replace Brian Adams. Kevin Coster. Brian
0: Adams.
1: No, can't think of that.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Next. You ready? Uh huh. The Avengers.
1: No, I don't even really get this. It's definitely you. <laughs> it's definitely you. <laughs>
0: Why well, don't? What's not to get about it?
1: The Avengers.
0: You like the that? Avengers.
1: Yeah, but what's what? Can you please describe to me what's the sexual term that's being alluded to? Jizz. oh I need <laughs> to see that one written down.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Avengers. It's
1: definitely you. You're sure, <laughs> the Avengers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: You fucking idiot. Okay. Only you were so excited about this quiz as well. You're like, <laughs> oh mate, tell you what, I think you won next week. It was all wrapped up, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's good. You still got two running. of them wrong.
0: You still got two of
1: them wrong. Yeah, I know, but I mean, some of the like. The idea that you were going, the Avengers, Pff, yeah, that'll be funny in a quiz. You'll never get it. It's just... <laughs> that's fu- that's the funnier part to me is thinking of you coming up with it. Anyway, coming up with it. Uh, are there others? Yeah, there are, yeah. Oh, excellent.
0: Knight of the Giving Head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that one's actually really good.
0: So what are you saying? I've seen it. <laughs> You've seen it?
1: No, I haven't. But I mean, that is a good name.
0: So I'd you're saying I'd it's, say it's saying real. That's too good for me to come up with. Yeah, you're correct. It's, t- <laughs> it's too good.
1: It's too good for you.
0: Okay, Lord of the Rings.
1: Mm, no, because I thought it was Lord of the G-Strings. So, so what, so, you so what I'm saying is that I think that's you.
0: Uh, well, you're incorrect on both counts because it's just a film called Lord of the Rings by Peter Jackson.
1: And what you're saying that it's got pornographic content in it?
0: Don't know. I mean, I guess. A little bit. I mean, you know, but you're wrong anyway. Uh, so next. In so
1: sorry. What? That? No, you just broken the entire rule set. I know. There.
0: I was. I was. I was just having a laugh. It doesn't count. Listen. Next one.
1: I get a point for that.
0: Okay. I've I've it, not been it, it counting it. the points right. In Diana Jones.
1: That's real. Uh,
0: mate, you've seen. You're you're too good. The problem is, you're too good, <laughs> and you've seen all these.
1: I've not seen them. It's just that these are all like. They follow a particular style, whereas yours, like, <laughs> yours are just make them sound like a sex word, whereas all of them kind of wrap the entire long-winded name into, like, a a cavalcade of sexual activity that's too complex for you and your Seggy One quiz.
0: Requiem for a cream.
1: You've just said that because I think it's yours. I uh, talked myself out of this one I don't know um, Requiem for a cream <laughs> it'd be better if it was Requiem for a queen um, I think it's you you're wrong Damn. it's real okay yeah I did talk myself out of that one I was talking too big a talk
0: okay last last two now you ready <laughs>
1: last two yeah okay
0: yeah Insection like Inception you but... you you <laughs> Definitely you. <laughs> yeah, that's me.
1: Oh, I'll tell you what, I'll end it with a couple that are fucking Christopher Nolan ones.
0: <laughs> what? I'm of the Christopher Nolan uh, final one, uh, twenty eight days later. <laughs> you <laughs> No, that's real. That is real, okay. It fine. is real. Fine. So look, I did you know, you know, you're you're kind of Banging on about how uh, you know, but the ones that were really
1: see through were really obviously you. But sure, it was good, great, great quiz. Don't sigh, Ollie. The, don't Mike, the Michael Bay podcast was last. So week. you
0: got eight right and one, two, three, four. You got four wrong, eight right, four wrong. I mean, you know, I still managed to trip you up a few times. Yeah. But, but can you can you think of a drunk carpenter related uh,
1: escape from?
0: Halloweener.
1: Yeah, that one's good.
0: Oh, is it? Okay.
1: Escape from New Pork.
0: Yeah. Escape Uh, from Big Dork. (laughs) What? I don't know. Big Dork.
1: Yeah. What's a dork? Sort of a name for a dick. Is it? Yeah. Where? I don't know. (laughs) Listen, don't ask questions. It's the movies. What else? big trouble in little person <laughs>
0: that's just that's worse than anything that I've come up with
1: I know but I mean I'm just thinking on the spot that is good I mean that's made you laugh twice now
0: <laughs> that is true
1: big trouble in little person
0: uh,
1: it's like a follow up to um, inner space in her space in,
0: in her space yeah very good anyway I think uh, I think we should rapidly move on life scores? Yeah, have you got to have your curry?
1: No, let's do life scores and then I'll eat after that. Live score.
0: How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. I'll do 10. Live score. Pro- probably like a, a four. Okay, what have you got for your curry anyway?
1: Shall I describe it in life scores?
0: <clears throat> fine.
1: Fine, it's actually not part of my life score, but uh, just as an intro to life scores... I've just received a curry, and just to talk people through what that is, I've gone wild and got myself uh, both pillar rice and a garlic naan, and it's all just for me.
0: Is that because you're feeling sorry for yourself?
1: I am feeling sorry for myself, and details will come. Um, cumin. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> They're coming soon. Uh, but I have a lamb dansac. So it's hot, but it's tasty.
0: It's, it's manageable.
1: It's, ma- it's manageably hot, but it's still pretty hot, and it's lentily, and it's got lots of flavour.
0: Uh, so anyway, do you wanna do you wanna tell me about what's going on in your in your life? No, you start. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Um, so I've got a, a story that I read on the internet. You know, have you heard of that? The internet.
1: Yeah, I've heard about the internet.
0: Um, Hinkley cinema goers assaulted after asking group to be quiet during film. Uh-huh. Hinkley police say abuse was hurled at the victims before they were punched during a screening at the cinema at the Crescent on May the 1st. Uh, that's this so year, is it? That's this year, yeah. So these people, uh, sorry, during during the film being shown, the victim and a teenage son asked some people sitting behind them to stop talking, using one of your methods there. Uh-huh. Um, these people then became aggressive and abusive to the victim. A fight broke out during which the victim and her son were both punched. You know what I am saying is, be careful out there. Hmm. What'd you make of that? What'd you make of? would you make of it turning into a fracas? What would you do in that situation?
1: I've got a good radar for that sort of thing. I'm not just going to turn and randomly ask a bunch of people that are, I don't know, unsavory characters right. to shut okay. shut up. I mean, I'm not an idiot. However, were something to start, then I would just begin talking exclusively in the voice of Sean Connery and hope that that (laughs) would fend them off. And say things like, Now you listen here, Sonny!
0: (laughs) When I grew up! Etc. But if someone was attacking you... Uh-huh. Uh, I just you, break the wrist with it with a three month delay on on the discovery of the broken wrist. Yeah, they'll uh, know
1: something Steven's has team. happened, but they they'll have a nasty surprise a little later on.
0: Yeah, uh, so that it just reminded me of. So I went to see Spider Man: Homecoming at the weekend, uh-huh. which incidentally was was very good, and I'll get onto that in a minute. But um, incidentally,
1: managed, very good, Ollie
0: Johnson We yeah, we managed to or more. Eight out of ten. Maybe eight and a half. Probably, yeah, a bit more. I thought um, we weren't doing scores anyway. No, we're not. So, very good. Uh, so, in the cinema, managed to actually choose some good seats where nobody was being a dickhead. Um, there was no talking. I, I didn't really see many phones being wafted about. But on the other side of the cinema, about ten minutes into the film, I heard someone just go, can you please stop talking? And it was, And he said it really loud. he had that he did have that kind of nerdy voice can you do that Um, again can you please stop talking it's good yeah um so he he said that and i believe they did they did stop talking
1: it's because they could hear the fear in his voice they knew that this meant
0: a lot to him he sounded really stressed out like these people were really gonna were, were ruining things for him yeah um, I mean, it was loud. It was a loud talent off. But I, anyway, listen. Spider-Man: Homecoming. I, I really enjoyed it. So, one thing that these Marvel films have been getting wrong, and I think maybe a little bit with Wonder Woman as well, is that they they tend to get the the baddies quite wrong or just a little bit boring. Like, there's nothing. They're just they're just bad.
1: They're there to service the hero rather than actually to have their own reasoning.
0: Exactly, and, I mean, but what I would say is that they've gone and taken a leaf out of Michael Michael Bay's book here, and they've gone and they've gone and given the the baddie a lot of layers and a lot of depth. Um, so it's it, the actual. I mean, you you can see this in the trailer, so it's no spoiler. But the the baddie in this one is the vulture, as played by Michael Keaton, and he's just he's just amazing in it. He's absolutely fantastic. Oh, you mean um,
1: just. Replace um, character development for like an actor. Just put an actor in the role.
0: But he has lots of character development in the film. Does he?
1: Well, why is yeah. that? A, why is that a Michael Bay then?
0: Uh, from The Rock. If if you if you're actually present and listening to last week's episode when I was talking about uh, General Hummel from The Rock and his layered backstory and and motivations behind being a quote bad guy. Yeah. Then you'd then you'd understand what I'm saying. They've they've actually they've actually really tried to make a good layered bad guy that that, you know, has a place in the world and has reasons and motivations and a back and forward with Spider Man and all that kind of stuff and you know, he's not it's not like this Oh, he's just born born a baddie, you know, oh he's just got a mean streak or whatever. You know, he's actually a relatable bad guy. So it just it just elevates the whole film up. Uh, you know another level it's got a you know it's got he he's got many of the best scenes in that in the film he's very sinister um as well but' it's, it's just a really good film although what i would say uh i've got two kids so rosie who is 11 eric that's eight now i know that rosie 11 will absolutely love spider-man homecoming she'll think it is amazing eric i'm on the fence as to whether he'll like it so you went to
1: see Spider Man on your own without your children? No, I
0: went to see. I went to see it with Mandy, girlfriend right. of the podcast. Uh, Mandy. Um, Ollie, you've said
1: that before, and it does suggest some sort of like girlfriend timeshare agreement. It's it's not. Is- that's
0: not the way it's. Um, I mean, you know, Bruno is cat of the podcast. Surely. Maybe. But so yeah, so we went to see it. So the kids, the kids were not with me on that on that particular weekend. So I'll probably go and see it with them again, but. My point is, I think Rosie will love it because there is a lot of Spider-Man action in it, but it's mostly a kind of sort of Ferris bueller breakfast club style, at school, having a mad time, you know, relationships, you know, getting work done, all those kind of things that are, <laughs> that are kicking off at school, uh-huh. with also trying to juggle this whole life as... Uh, you know wanting to be spider-man but also being kind of ostracized and kicked out of of that sort of side of things as well so kind of not really finding his place within all the all the kind of misfits and all that it, at school but also you know so he, he's quite stuck in the middle of everything uh and i think that rosie will enjoy that aspect of it that kind of school high school drama uh stuff it's you know it's quite endearing but i, I think, think for for a an eight-year-old lad. Not sure how well that will go down, but the action is there. You know, the the Spider-Man action is there, but it does spend significantly more time delving into Peter Parker's uh, issues at school and at home, all those kind of things. There is no origin story. There's one. There's literally one sentence about it, and that's it. Is um, that one line. It's just one line, and then they completely just move on from it. Uh, so there's no, there, I can confirm there is no, no origin flashback. Uh, but I just thought it was a really good film. He's Tom Holland is just ace in it. Uh, I think it's easily the best Spider Man that's been, you know, in the cinema on on film by by far. Uh, I I thought it was great. So that's great that's, to hear. That's my take. That's my that's my take. So what's your score, Ollie? I'm not giving it a score
1: no your life score because this is
0: life scores oh uh I'd, I'd say I'm a solid eight at the moment you know things are things are all good okay Feel, feeling good
1: unfortunately I've been
0: lifting lots of weights
1: I'm not feeling so good <sighs> so the size on this week's podcast are not to do with the quality of the filmmaker that we're talking about but they're to do with the tremendous nerve pain that I'm feeling because <laughs> uh, I've got, a got
0: nerve. You've got a nerve showing your face around here. you got a real
1: nerve showing your face
0: around here.
1: Yeah, so I've got shingles. Fucking nightmare. Uh, when you
0: pop. You can't stop. Oh no, that's Pringles. Sorry.
1: Yeah, so... Just been to the doctor today. Got some, got some pills and some uh, painkillers. So hopefully it doesn't stay for too long. But it's basically like adult chicken pox. And it's mad. It's really painful. Um, but hey listen I, I can pretend I'm fine like I have been at work for the past two or three days yeah. not knowing that I was potentially infecting other people um, okay. but the good thing is you can't catch it you can only have it kick off chicken pots if you've never had that before so, so.
0: listeners do not fear you can't this this will not be transmitted oh it can be transmitted through the ear oh yeah not, surely not through sound waves
1: yeah I'd be taking those headphones out right away if you have not already <laughs> at all these shit jokes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, I'm feeling a wee bit um, under the weather. It does mean like a couple of days off to watch films, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't know if I'll really be venturing out to the cinema too much because I'm just kind of feeling pretty shit. But um, I'll be watching some stuff on Netflix or some such
0: service. I'll- Amazon you, Prime Video.
1: Do
0: you know what I've been watching a lot of?
1: Um, illegal streaming.
0: No, no. Legal streaming. I've I've been watching Danny Dyer's Britain's Deadliest Men.
1: Oh, yeah, I've got that on my watch list. I'll
0: probably watch that while I'm out. There's some really good episodes. I mean, it's just full-on he's acting hard,
1: uh-huh. like,
0: constantly. The, the, all the conversations he has with people are just fantastically hard. And my favourite bit of every episode is where he first meets said deadly man, and he's just he just walks up to him, and his opening line is always something brilliant like, "Oh, you looking sharp today? How's it going, my son?" And it's just like, "Oh my god!" Uh, but it's you, you you just need to you just need to get right on uh, Danny Dyer's Britain's Deadliest Men straight away. It's probably one of the funniest things on, on Netflix right now. Unlike
1: the episode that we did on Danny Dyer that had
0: to be Frankenstein back to life. But, um,
1: you know, some people have said they liked it. Yeah. A little bit better than the Batman episode that was
0: Lost 5 ever.
1: Oh, you're still so sore about it. No, I mean, it wasn't even that good. I'm glad oh, yeah. Ian, it's there. and by
0: the, by the way, guess who else liked Spider-Man Homecoming? Danny Dyer? No, Mark Commode.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he would. Bloody uh, loved but, it. By the way, I think it he looks good as well. He loved it.
0: He loved it. I
1: think it looks good as well. Yeah. But, I mean, I joked on WhatsApp with you earlier this week that it was 7 out of 10 just because you just give everything 7 out of 10. Give you 7 out of 10. Certainly give you 7 out of 10. So anyway, I'm I'm probably quite low, really. I'm probably like a 6 or 7. Well, wh- 6, which one is it? 6.5, let's say. Because the thing is... like, <laughs> Split the difference. Split it. Uh, he had to split Yeah, because the thing is, as far as an illness goes, like it's fine, really. Like it's just that, like my skin is fucking really painful at times, but like overall, I can, like, I mean, as you can hear, it's not, it's not really affecting me.
0: When your own skin is against you, yeah, one man must Pet. have five days off work ian smith is shingleman
1: uh shingleton the shing (laughs) the shingleton back on the dating market once again at the age of 83 it's sean connery in the shingleton (laughs) hey honey what's that on your chest don't you worry about that darling have you had chicken box before never mind let's go <laughs> uh, anyway uh, yeah so you the, the other your curry now yeah no i was just gonna say um that i also went to see uh, alone in berlin
0: did i mention that to you last week you mentioned it over whatsapp other right messaging so- services are available
1: so I saw Alone in Berlin. Uh, I'm going to go see some other stuff now that I maybe have a chance in the evenings, but um, Alone in Berlin is fine. It's not, not earth-shattering. It's like probably one of the better-acted films that I've seen for quite a while. It's a little bit weird because it's got um, English-speaking actors doing German accents in a German set film. Uh, oh, is
0: it a little bit like Valkyrie with Tom Cruise?
1: A little bit like that in the sense that that's the dialogue method that they've gone for, is like accents from Brits and Yanks. In fact, it's all Brits, I think, in this. But anyway, um, nothing really to do with the film, but there was a guy who was sitting in front of me watching it, and um, he was just really squeamish, to the point where he was really fucking off-putting. Now, this is a film, I think it's probably a 12. Okay. And... I don't know, a couple of things happened. Like, um, a character at some point um, has a swift exit out of a window.
0: A fatal exit.
1: A fatal exit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A swift, yeah, fatal exit. Okay.
1: Um, And as soon as the person started moving towards the window, in an embarrassing and distracting way, he jumped up and he, like, pulled his arms to his face and like hid from it and like burrowed into his partner and it was just like fucking hell like it like his silhouette was like taking up half the screen from him like jumping <laughs> about what was going to happen and then there was one other bit where moments after that like an ss officer opens Had up a p-
0: swift p- exit from a window
1: no he opens a bird cage and takes a bird out and obviously, this guy in front of me assumed that he was going to like snap the bird's neck or something. Yeah. So again, he jumps up and like burrows his arms, uh, his head into his arms to avoid seeing it. And fucking, was, he,
0: was he standing up?
1: No, he was just like, um, you know, when you kind of shoot back and your sort of back straightens right up. Yeah, he did that right into the you, back your of the seat.
0: Becomes fully erect,
1: fully erect, and then his arms shot up in front of his head. So he's like a lot taller than he normally would be, just sitting relaxed.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, with all of his vertebrae completely stacked one end. atop the other. <laughs> yeah, um, and anyway, he like jumps up at this like SS officer picking the bird out of the cage, and he just lets the bird go out the window. <laughs> the, like, there was yeah. really, honestly, no reason to be shocked or whatever. But he just kept yeah. doing these things through the whole film. It was like, mate, fucking chill out or get out. I didn't say that to him, but... Chill
0: anyway. out or get out. Chill you out have done. You should have tapped him on the shoulder and just went, psst, oi, mate, chill out or get out, yeah? <laughs> Me old psst, son.
1: Psst, mate. You need to chill the fuck out or get the fuck out.
0: <laughs> oh, Sorry, Sean. Um, yeah, I've just been... Bit- just a bit on edge. just a bit Yeah, on edge. I'll fucking put you
1: on edge, you wee shit.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, okay. Should we move on? Deep dive. Uh, I've already moved on. But don't you need to eat your curry?
1: I'm willing to just march on. I think.
0: But what about it? Isn't it going to go cold?
1: It will, but I can eat it
0: up or whatever. It's fine. Yeah. I'm and not that the, hungry. And then get the shits.
1: Mm, now you say that. No, it's fine.
0: I'm more liable <laughs> to get the shits oh from my uh... <laughs> from my terrible banter. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that that banter's terrible! It gave me the shits. I'm Did really they depressed. swallow an insight All that data? Wow, it's really is a dive. I hope
1: that information wasn't false.
0: Ian, uh huh. It's it's time.
1: Do I know who was born? On um, insert the sometime in nineteen
0: seventy, I believe. Yeah, July the thirtieth. Uh huh. Do you know who was born on July the thirtieth, nineteen
1: seventy? I'm gonna go with the same guess as last week and go for Dave Mustaine.
0: It's Christopher Nolan. <sighs> do you so do close. you know do you know who was born on July the thirtieth in another year? No, Dave Mustaine. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. Hey, how about it?
1: Hey, Christopher, happy birthday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come round, we'll have a
1: together party.
0: Yeah, hey, I got you a present. Um, so, also, Hilary Swank. Uh-huh. Terry Crews. Oh, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne.
1: Uh-huh.
0: There you go, how about that? So, right. already... Already, we have learnt things.
1: Christopher Nolan was born into a birthday-based movie dynasty.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, what a great... July the 30th is has been smashing it.
1: <laughs> Putting in a shift.
0: <laughs> Putting in an absolute shift.
1: Um, imagine what movies you would get out of that. So you'd have Arnold Schwarzenegger and Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, being directed and, and
0: Hillary's Hillary's
1: wank. It's not so like he won it anymore, Ollie. <laughs> being directed <laughs> by Christopher Nolan, and and they'd be. What would they be doing in this movie?
0: Well, it it would have to have some kind of time theme. Uh huh. So they so, travel
1: forward in time to meet Hillary's wank.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Maybe they're. I mean, the material's
1: really not writing itself this time. Maybe we should move on. Yeah. Okay.
0: Anyway, uh, so do you want do you want to know the the official small little one uh, paragraph bio of of Christopher Jonathan James Nolan, whose nickname is Chris.
1: So actually, um, what I'm reading here already doesn't match up to that. Christopher Jonathan James Nolan. Yeah. Well actually on Wikipedia he appears as Christopher Edward Nolan.
0: Well who can you trust?
1: What site are you on?
0: Maybe there's maybe there's two of them. I'm on look, what site do you think I'm on?
1: Wank Nolan.
0: Pa- <laughs> no, I'm porn D B. Porn D B, yeah. Yeah. I've got his his porn alter ego. Uh, so anyway. Best known for Chris,
1: his Christopher Nalen.
0: <laughs> that is pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Best known for his cerebral, often non-linear storytelling, acclaimed writer-director Christopher Nolan was born on July 30, 1970, in London, England. Over the course of 15 years of filmmaking, Nolan has gone from low-budget independent films to working on some of the biggest blockbusters ever made. Of all time. Of all time.
1: But what is time? What is the construction of time?
0: That is a common theme Uh in his film. So let's just start as we normally do. Uh What would you say some of Christopher Nolan's trademarks are, apart from making just uniformly excellent films?
1: Um, Non-linear timelines.
0: That's Yes, non-linear timelines is one.
1: Non linear chronological orders.
0: And also uh, cross. So it's got here. And I agree with this one. So. I cross, agree with this. Will you be quiet? Cross cutting several scenes of parallel action to build to a climax.
1: Uh, describe that for somebody that can only hear it.
0: Okay, so multiple story threads all having an impact on each other at the very same time. That all lead into the final climax, like Memento, and Inception, uh-huh. and Interstellar, and The Dark Knight.
1: Uh, is that true? The Dark Knight.
0: Yeah, there's there's bits going on there with with. Uh, You're just bombs. like the, no, there's bombs there's and stuff. Okay. And fine. you know, his girlfriend is on a bomb or something, isn't she? But it's mm, look. Sure. It's certainly true. It's certainly true of Inception. There's many layers of dreams, and they're all kicking off at the same time, and they've all got to do something at exactly the same time to all reach uh, this conclusion. Uh, I would also say, to be honest with you, lack of banter. Him, as a
1: person, or the movies.
0: The movies. I don't. I don't think that his films massively quotable, which isn't a bad thing. Hmm. But I would say that. He, they're mostly devoid of humour.
1: Mm, yeah, and I kind of prefer it that way.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. But the upshot of that is that they are what I what I now say because I'm hip. They're totes emotion. Why? What? What do you mean? Why?
1: Why do you call them totes emotional?
0: Because they're totally emotional.
1: Well, yeah, but um, only some of them are. They're just more. Nah, so- the
0: most most of them are. Most of them are quite are quite affecting i'd say
1: no i would say that like uh insomnia and the prestige and uh memento are not really like deeply affecting they're just like thought-provoking whereas like interstellar is fully Totsumosh. and And inception is inception makes you think a little about like where you stand in the world and stuff but like yeah i I don't know i i wouldn't describe his style as (laughs) Totsumosh. D- d- uh, oh, I oh, oh, I, I Ollie think... take a step back and just listen to what you're saying here
0: no well I disagree with you I mean we're going to get into the films but I, I would disagree with you about insomnia um, I found that one to be very know. tiring uh, well I, no I'm, I... I'm, that, that was a joke sorry no I got I got um, I found that quite an emotional journey I think that was mainly because yeah Al Pacino just looks so bloody tired in it by the <sighs> end of it I just wanted him to have a sleep
1: yeah that's true. And also, um, you cried during San Andreas, so, you know, that's where we're starting.
0: No, I... I did. Now, listen. I will I will name the films that I've... I've cried the fly to.
1: Uh-huh. King Kong, Skull no. Island.
0: <laughs> no. uh, The Green Mile, Marley and Me, Uh-huh. And The Rock. Uh-huh. The but Rock? Was, yeah. You're a fucking idiot. No, well, what happened was, I... <gasps> No, listen, yeah, well, I did, but, you know, have you ever had it when you've, I mean, I don't really drink that much, cried, I'm practically, pra- through, listen, think. practically straight edge in a way. I had a mad drink one night, went out with the with the mates to a heavy metal rock night, mm. uh, had quite a few thinking syrups, and then Robbed woke them up the, in the morning. Yeah, Rob, yeah. Uh, Spent the night in the cells. but when I got home, (laughs) um, I stuck on The Rock and watched that. Now, I don't know whether you've ever been in that kind of hungover, heightened sense of emotion where a film like that might just push you over the edge. Sorry, maybe. But anyway, I watched The Rock and... uh, And there's a bit at the end where they they basically carpet bomb Alcatraz to kill everyone. And like Nicolas Cage has got his green flares out going, no, don't, don't bomb it. Green flares, green flares. And they basically notice just one second too late. And they're like, oh no, green smoke, green smoke. And the guy's like, oh no, bombs away. And his, Nicolas Cage's wife is like, oh, I can't take it. And I just, I just cried. I was just like, that is just too intense. And that's why Michael Bay is one of the greatest living directors. Move on. So, yeah. but So I haven't... No, I haven't cried at San Andreas. No, it's impossible. Th- I
1: mean, that was a flippant joke, and then you went off on a mad f-
0: it fucking Michael like, Bay one again. <laughs> it's impossible to cry at San Andreas. It's It's impossible
1: to listen to you. Okay. Sorry, shall we move on?
0: Yeah. Uh, So I'd also... The original scores of his films usually play over most of the film, or one piece of music will play over many small scenes, as if they are edited edited in a montage. Okay. So I would say that that's definitely true of, say, like Interstellar or Inception, where the the last half an hour, 40 minutes of Interstellar, sorry... Is just full on musical, like.
1: Singing, dancing.
0: It's just, it's almost like La La, la Land or, or what have you. Yeah. Uh, so, did you know he is red and green, colorblind? Oh, really? Yeah.
1: No, I didn't know that.
0: His favourite Bond movie is on Her Majesty's Secret Service.
1: Okay, hot news. Now, <laughs>
0: it's hot news. Uh,
1: no, I, I was moving on. Hot news is, now this podcast is coming out. Probably like a week after it's it's happened, maybe a couple of so days. So it's
0: it's four, lukewarm. Four or you five days after bit this like has your happened, my curry will be. My
1: car, my curry will look warm, but it will be cold. Um, right. So today, Daniel Craig has been um, announced as coming back for the next Bond. Um, Guess who's back? Back again.
0: Guess
1: who's back. Mm-hmm. Daniel
0: Craig's back, um, and Barbara About Broccoli podcast. or Broccoli
1: yeah. is chasing Adele to do a follow-up um, song for the movie, which is quite unique because they've never had a, an artist come back. I don't think. Yeah, have they? Shirley Bassey. So he's he's Shirley chasing Bassey. Her. No, Barbara Broccoli.
0: Oh, sh- sorry. She's chasing her.
1: Physically chasing her.
0: Yeah, through the through the woods.
1: Yeah, and like over mad, like, uh,
0: terrain free running, uh, building yeah.
1: stuff like that. Uh, Do you and the
0: song, no, nobody's ever done a second song. I
1: think, I think, uh, I said a second ago that Shirley Bassey
0: did, maybe. Okay. Yeah, not did- many people have done a second song and lived to tell the tale.
1: Yes, that that's enough. Yeah. There was that line that said not many people. Uh so anyway, the other thing is that it's come out today as well that uh he he being Christopher Nolan has been contacted a couple of times oh, no. to do a James Bond film. No. And he's keen because he likes Bond.
0: No. no. <laughs> I've literally got a note here saying please don't do a Bond.
1: So anyway, there's no, there's nothing official at this stage because he's not agreed and he's only barely finished on Kurt. But what they, do you?
0: Well, I mean, what do you? What do you think of that? Would you like to see him do one? I mean, I'd absolutely be because
1: first. I I like the franchise and you're just an idiot.
0: Oh well, no, not not liking something that's mediocre isn't me being
1: an idiot. Oh, well you mean one of the, if, if you're talking about the, the merits that you are judging Michael Bay on, which is that he's yeah. made loads of fucking money. Then James yeah. Bond is one of the biggest franchises of all time to well, do that.
0: Tomorrow never dies. Uh huh. The world is not enough. They're, sh- they're all shit.
1: The world is not enough and tomorrow never dies are not
0: great. But, yeah.
1: But for every one of those, there's a die another day and a golden eye or a live and let die.
0: Or license to kill. Or really a license to kill. I mean, if you were to remake a license or a doctor, to kill, no. ha- remake a license to kill, but it's but just just scene for scene remake, kill. just a scene for scene remake. Then that I'll be happy with that.
1: A scene for scene remake that he's reordered chronologically and then finishes the last half hour with just a musical score, running all <laughs> yeah. the final scenes together. So you don't get to hear that bit of dialogue where Timothy Dalton, who'll be reprising the role. Says, fuck, what does he say when he locks the guy in the thing with all the maggots? Bon appetit.
0: Bon appetit, yeah.
1: So you don't actually hear that mistaken line because Christopher Nolan's a stickler for detail.
0: And he's a stickler for you not being able to hear much of the dialogue as well. Because one one thing I did notice watching Interstellar again, you can't bloody make out a word that Matthew McConaughey's saying. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that. All right, all right.
1: Yeah. All right, all right, all right. It's just uh, like that, anyway. Though
0: I know, I know, but it, there was a few moments in it where you're like, "What?" I'm sure this is probably really important dialogue. <laughs> I can't hear what he's saying. Something about corn and the stars.
1: <laughs> Shall we move? So on? one
0: thing that I, one thing that I do I do rate about uh, Nolan, and I, I think it. You only rate him. one thing about him. No, one of the one like one of the many things. Uh huh. So. He always refuses to use a second unit in his movies, preferring uh-huh. instead to oversee every shot himself with the director of photography. So uh-huh. I think that that is good. I think so that's every great. shot. Every shot that you see in all of his films, he's had an eye on.
1: Now here's another and thing. It shows. So uh, one of the things that I looked into was the film Following, which is okay. sort of his breakthrough film. He did a, uh, a lot of films before that that were all sort of shorts. But this one was um, about, I think it's an hour and 10 minutes or something like that. Um, and uh, it's it's got a number of different things that I wanted to talk about in it. But the one thing is he tried to use one camera as often as possible and he has done ever since. Apart from shots that are technically requiring it for like an action reason. If the, if the shot is like a spectacle shot for the sake of it, then he's going to have multiple angles to capture it so that they don't lose out
0: on a big big money yeah. effect or something like that. Um, like the like the hospital blowing up in in the dark night something like that. Sitting like that.
1: Although Should obviously be. the one in front of um Heath Ledger was the one that was desired. Yeah. But the other thing that was mentioned uh he did a little interview about um working on following and uh he mentioned that he tends to never look at the monitor. So where everybody is looking at the monitor to get like the composition in like a classical art sort of style, um, and it, it's kind of alluded to that maybe the likes of Scorsese and um, who else am I meaning here? Brian De Palma. Maybe De Palma. It wasn't who I meant, but anyway, Scorsese would put things together in a way where they're they're recognizing what is in various different areas of the, the frame. Right. Whereas Nolan is more keen to watch the action on set from his vantage point and then look through the actual viewfinder of the camera rather than the the monitor uh, readout of it. Um, right. So he's not looking at the final result, he's trying to feel more about like the the staging and framing of the scene from like the actual space that's in between the different characters. Feel it in 3D, okay. mate. Okay. That's three dimensions, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So that's, that's an interesting fact.
1: He doesn't really like zoom lenses. Or CG. He'd prefer to move closer to the subject rather than zoom.
0: Yeah, okay. Okay. So he's not a pervert. We've established this.
1: That establishing shot really told <laughs> us that Ollie was a pervert.
0: So, um, I mean, how do you want to do this? Do you want? To, I mean, he's not got that many films. Do you want to go through them or, or do you just want to tell me what you're favorite least favorite is and see where we go
1: uh yeah let's do it that way why don't i just talk a tiny bit more about following then did you ever Morning. see that did you see that
0: no i haven't i haven't actually seen the following have you seen it
1: it's just called following uh, oh, the following no i saw it uh like maybe six or seven years ago but i never quite finished it and then last night i watched it and finished it and i quite liked it but okay. two things one thing to note uh which you brought up on this Podcast already was that the banter is not really there, Um, and that's quite obvious in this where like a number of things come across like very first scripty, like they're quite, um, which is forgivable, obviously. But um, a
0: bit bloody was his first script.
1: It wasn't, but it's a sort of breakthrough feature feature film. Yeah, Um, quite a few things that are quite kind of like uh, over revealing characters, sort of people telling you more about themselves than they really have to, rather than...
0: Hey, how you doing? Yeah, uh, I've got piles. Uh, no, I didn't need to know that. Sure. Is that is that the kind of dialogue you're talking about? That kind of thing, yeah. Uh, uh, how you doing? Uh, not, not good, I've got a athlete's foot. Um, not like an athlete's face. I've got a hernia. Uh,
1: anyway, so moving on, he... Uh I mean I kinda like like this film. It's got quite a lot going on, it has twists at the end and it does have uh it has a chronological shift in it. Um
0: <laughs> name one of his films. It doesn't No don't. I mean no. Okay, fine.
1: I'm not gonna think that think that through fully. But anyway, so it's good. But the one thing that actually pisses me off about that is having seen uh, uh Alien Fuck, what's it even called? Most recently. Invection. Alien Covenant. <laughs> interaction <laughs> <an> <recently. laughs> I set you up for that oh, so easily uh, I haven't seen Alien Covenant recently when David cuts his hair Twice. and it goes from yeah. long to perfectly trimmed like a barber trimmed it Yeah. Um, the device that um, Christopher Nolan uses to let the the viewer know that the time has shifted is that there's a point where the times meet in the middle and one of the main characters then goes from having long hair and like sort of bedraggled look and like stubble and stuff to having short hair and a, a nice suit Okay. and he just chops it with like a pair of like kitchen scissors and then in the next scene it's trimmed as if a barber's trimmed it and it's just like it's so annoying, why do people do that?
0: What well, the... At least in Alien Covenant you could, you could imagine that uh, an android is programmed to be able to barber his own hair, that you know that would make sense.
1: Possibly yeah um but a human sure cutting his own hair i told you the thing about sort of the blocking of the people in the scene that's all cool um but a couple of cool things that are early filmmaker things that he did to make this work were they filmed
0: cool things
1: cool things for early filmmakers two to three minutes every weekend um, yeah. is what they did for this so they were just doing it in their wow. off time he was working as a corporate video person uh, and he said that a lot of what he learned about being efficient with getting on set getting the shot you need and lighting it properly and then just going with it was because he was arriving at like corporate events or at offices or whatever where they only had 10 minutes of time with a CEO to get in yeah. get them on camera and then get out again Um, so a lot of the efficiency of just getting in and making sure he had the right shot was based on things he had to learn by just brute force of doing that job. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Uh, and the other thing was that that because they didn't have good budget for audio and, um, equipment, as far as like dolly cams and like sort of technical shots go in this, they set it up with, uh, a police investigation scene, which is uh, at the start and then kind of ends properly at the end of the film, where it's shot nicely. There is actually a dolly that goes around them, but it's in a kind of constrained space where, like, it's just in a room. Uh, whereas a lot of the the rest of the films out on the streets, where it would have been more difficult to have a, a dolly to move the camera around. Right. Um, so straight from the off, it looks like he has technical control of how the camera moves between characters and stuff, and also it's mic'd up in a nice way as well. Nice. Now for the rest of the film, it's largely handheld and the audio is not recorded very nicely, but he said that it was a specific choice to do that. And also the third thing is make the film black and white because for the rest of the film, by the point where you've got two or three minutes of somebody like warming to what's going on in the film, you've kind of taken the defenses down a bit. If you went straight in with horrible audio and like shaky cam, Pe- yeah. People would just assume the worst. And I think that's quite a smart way to have people like slowly get used to what this film's about and yeah. then accept what comes afterwards. Yeah. Which is cool. It's Ian's yeah. cool
0: things. Yeah. So that's. No, it was cool. That's following. Okay. Memento? Hit me. Did you know no. Memento is number 47 on the IMDb top 250 films? <laughs> Well, it is right now, but by tomorrow it could gonna move. So I feel like that's sort of a think, redundant fact. I don't fact. think so. I don't. Uh, yeah. Just, well, you know, the top ten right now, every right now. Day. Listen, right now, that's what it is. Which is okay? four
1: days before listeners will watch it. So I challenge them to go and have a look.
0: And it'll still be there.
1: It'll still be there, but will it be forty-seven?
0: There, w- there would have to be. I mean, I can't do the math, but there's going to have to be like. You know, a couple of hundred better films come out than Memento in the next four days, right? You get me? Sure. So, who looks stupid now? I mean, still me, but, but, but I mean, Great. You, know, you also. Great facts. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think? What do you make of Memento? Oh, do you want the official synopsis?
1: Um, have we had an official synopsis
0: yet? Well, we're going to have one now. Okay. The official synopsis. A man juggles searching for his wife's murderer and keeping his short-term memory loss from being an obstacle. Wow. So, I remember going to see this one at the cinema, um, and it was full of hype. So, this one was, like, massively hyped. It was getting, you know, five stars here, five stars there. It was getting big lips from the critics. Yeah, I, I mean, it was... It was... Uh, and deservedly so. I think it's really good, and it's and it stands up. Uh, it stands up to the t- to the test of time, uh, even now.
1: Time test. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what 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 do you what do you make of this one? Well, have I have you seen it?
1: I have seen it. Yeah, I've seen all of them, um, but I haven't seen Memento for quite some time actually. Okay. Um, it's probably not one of my favorite ones of his mm-hmm. if I'm honest but uh I do like it uh you can obviously see some of the trademarks already.
0: yeah I think I think that's where where it it kind of it's setting up his his style of non-linear time constraints and storytelling uh-huh. um and also kind of these like mad flawed characters that you've got in the central roles guy pierce i mean you know, from what was he, neighbours or home and away or something. Mm-hmm. Was was just was was amazing in it as well. He was like, he was properly good. Wow. VG. Yeah, VG. Um, um and who else is it? Carrie Uh Carrie Amos from The Matrix. Yeah. Trinity. And also Joe Pantoliano. Also from The Matrix. And yeah Bound. That's, that's that's also correct. Um so, yeah, I mean, do you want a fact? Sure. So Christopher Nolan mm-hmm. is a huge fan of the rock band Radiohead. The Nolans. Have you heard have you, have you the Nolans? I mean, no, he's one of the Nolans. Mm-hmm. But have you, have you heard of, a, of the band called Radiohead? Yeah. They're a motorhead cover band, correct? Yeah. But they only exclusively play on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Paranoid Android by Radiohead was originally going to be used in the closing credits, but Christopher Nolan decided that the royalties needed to use this song, owned by Capitol Records, would be too great for this low budget film. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's a production call.
1: That's a good call and also I feel like I know probably Radiohead fans will say, Oh listen, they're timeless. But I think it would have
0: um dated the film. Dated really the film badly. a little bit, yeah. You went for a little bit. I went for... No, really not really badly. badly. It just would have yeah. given it like yeah. a, a more specific place and time. That's all. Okay. So the next the next film was, I guess, a bit more problematic, which was Insomnia. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I wasn't so keen on it when I first saw it. So the official synopsis, here, and this one stars uh, Al Pacino and Robin Williams mm-hmm. and also Hilary Swank. Hilary... Hil- Hilary Swank... <laughs> So, the official synopsis. Two Los Angeles homicide detectives are dispatched to a northern town where the sun doesn't set to investigate the methodical murder of a local teen. Methodical his, murder. Apart from, the, apart from following, this is his only film that's not in the IMDb top 250.
1: Mm, yeah, it's not as good as the rest.
0: You see I've got a I've got to dispute that I think if you re-watch it I think you'd really get into it again how when was the last time you saw it
1: I saw it when it came out on a DVD from a rental shop
0: because I think I think that the going from memento which was so kind of unique and everyone who was talking about this structure of memento where it's like oh the first scene is you know, at the end of the film and the last scene is at the start and it's got all this like weird stuff, time, you know, it was a real selling point, whereas Insomnia was pretty much just like a straight, straight through film. Mm-hmm. And I think it may have just kind of scuppered people's expectations of what, of what he, you know, what he can do. But when you actually go back to it, it's still a, it's, it's still a really, really good film. Al Pacino is absolutely amazing in it, but he's so lazy in it he hardly ever does anything he just like leans up against posts tired. and stuff just looking absolutely knackered all the time so but then you've also got a creepy robin williams who in the same year was in one hour photo yeah so you had this one year where robin williams was just this kind of weird creepy killer guy in films and it's just a for me a golden year
1: the golden year of Williams. The
0: golden year of creepy Williams. And he just does it so well. So I say it deserves, it, you know, it, it's not in the top 250, but I actually think the quality is there, but it just requires another view to kind of get memento out of your head.
1: View two. And
0: just, and, uh, yeah, and just, and just get okay. into the atmosphere. Get into the atmosphere.
1: So I... Uh I think uh, some of that is maybe to do with the fact that he wasn't like he didn't build that film from the ground up he was kind of offered that film
0: I think it was a remake
1: No that's not really what I, I mean more I mean But it
0: what, but it also was a remake as well
1: Yeah but you also know what I'm saying about like kind of it was a it was like a director's role offered to somebody that they thought could get the job done Yeah rather than him saying hey this is what I'm making and building it up from his own story and with his own team and stuff like that so
0: yeah because I think he, he well shortly after that I think he had a John Hughes biopic that he'd written and he said it was the best thing he ever he'd ever written and then Martin Scorsese went ahead and made The Aviator and he was like well that's point <sighs> yeah it's like having Armageddon and Deep Impact you know yeah. In the same year, what can you do? Volcano and whatever other one Dante's is. Peak, yeah, <laughs> you know, Paul Tommy Blart, Lee versus Pierce Brosnan,
1: Paul Blark, Malkop,
0: and, and uh, the other one, no, uh, White House Down and Olympus Has Fallen,
1: not no, I mean, that's just another example. There, <laughs> there, there were two Malkop films in one year as well,
0: oh, yeah, you're right is it it's something like protect and serve or something like yeah, that. Is that right sitting like that yeah yeah okay right. anyway uh batman begins let's let's just go through the batman so what fatman begins batman batman begins batman begins number 114 on the imdb mm-hmm. top best ever 250 films of all time
1: yeah now i don't know that that's true but
0: it is <laughs> I've just I've written it down.
1: No, sorry, I don't know that like so by the IMDB,
0: yeah, fine, but I I don't know if it really ranks up there with us. The official synopsis The official synopsis After training with his mentor, Batman begins his fight free crime-ridden Gotham City from the corruption that Scarecrow and the League of Shadows have cast upon it. I mean, that was really... I mean, I didn't notice that they'd put the film title in the synopsis. It's
1: pretty good, though.
0: It caught I, me by surprise, that's all I'm going to say. I
1: bet you they named the film after they wrote the synopsis.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Batman does a start. Batman does the kick in
0: the body. So anyway, what, what, do you, what do you make of it?
1: I liked it and I really, at the time, got behind it a lot um, because it was just super different to the ones that came before it. You do notice if you look at the branding of that film now that he still had to kind of kowtow a little bit to like what the... Like you could see that it was DC'd up a bit to kind of be what they want what they thought Batman should look like in terms of the packaging
0: and all that sort of stuff yeah um, there was still a lot of um, like flasks and lunch boxes
1: that type of thing yeah whereas okay. by the time we get to the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises it feels much more adult because people had actually seen Batman Begins and they're like oh we see what he's doing with this now yeah maybe it, like it, it had, had its chance to sink cases. in yeah um, fewer
0: pencil cases Yeah, (laughs) there's still some.
1: Yeah, so um, yeah, I liked it. Um, Okay, I didn't really like Liam Neeson's facial hair in it.
0: Bit too wispy.
1: Yeah, and I didn't massively like Katie Holmes's role in it either. I mean, she was.
0: Yeah. Should hear what she says about you. What? Okay, so listen. Do you want a do you want a fun fact? Hey, going to I'm need all one right. now. I'm stuck. I'm going to give you a fact. <laughs> no, I've just got some facts. Let's just no. get through. Let's just keep it going. Okay. Christian Bale's active dislike of his uncomfortable Batman outfit helped his performance as the Dark Knight as he was perpetually in a foul mood while wearing it. I'm Batman. Oh, this God piece.
1: Oh. Yeah. So what do you reckon to the voice?
0: Uh. I guess the first time that I saw Batman Begins, I think it was the one gripe that I came away with that it was just a bit too, like too much spit being sprayed about all over the place. If you'd have been and seen it in one of those 4D cinemas, Hmm. then those water cannons would have been going mental in your face every time Batman was interrogating someone. Sure. (laughs) It would have been good.
1: Okay. Uh, the Dark Knight rises. Sorry, the Dark Knight.
0: Yeah, it's fine. Pro- I mean, probably,
1: is- probably my most anticipated film of all time. I think at the time, really? at the time, a bloody loved it. Yeah. In retrospect, maybe like what was it, six years ago, seven years ago, something like that. Yeah. Um, it's fine. It's all right. I mean. Sorry no it's not fine it's not all right it's great it's really really well done there's so much to like about it and it's well you're and, not
0: you're not the only one that likes it because it's, it's number 4 on the IMDB top 250 yeah as voted by the users of IMDB best top films of all time up to this point now <sighs> right
1: okay fine <laughs> fucking hell just say fucking number 4 on IMDB <laughs>
0: I, I, anyway, I my fine. point
1: was that, like, with time, some of the flaws in it, like, kind of make you go, "Yeah, it's
0: not, it's not
1: really one of the best films of all time." Really, is so it?
0: what would those flaws be? Please enlighten us.
1: I think the um, it it wraps up very quickly at the end unnecessarily. Yeah, okay. I think it I think it paces itself out. I think it it spends a, a long time preparing for. A showdown and finale that were yeah. just sort of forced together and rushed. Um, yeah,
0: I'd and- agree. I'd also agree that the first time that I saw it, I felt that Harvey Dent was introduced as this two-faced guy and then dealt with pretty much instantly Spoiler near alert. the end of near the end of the film, and it felt like yeah, that felt a bit too sudden.
1: Should have gone somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. and I bet he was kicking himself because of what happened to the Joker because then that way at least there was one consistent through point from one film to the the next which was yeah. he'd have Harvey Dent but he just yeah. killed him off um, the other thing is the the boat thing plus the bomb thing just seems there's like
0: there's a bomb on the boat
1: yeah, it just was. Um, there's a lot of those sort of like conundrum things going on, which really were not too different to like the the end scenario to like Batman Forever, which is obviously a lot more stupid.
0: Or even Batman the original
1: television series. Yeah, always that sort of thing. Which is maybe like a, then that, a nod then to. But then that's it. fine, isn't it? I don't know. It just seemed like maybe one of those would have done for that film.
0: Okay. Well, ultimately, I think I think it's fine. Um, So, just moving on. Uh, mm-hmm. Oliver's Arrow, aka Inception. So that was Oliver's Arrow was the was the working title. A little bit like was it Blue Harvest or Red Harvest for Star Wars? You know they have the the funny working title names. Well, this one was called Oliver's Arrow. Okay. Uh, so the official synopsis of Inception is the official synopsis. A thief who steals corporate secrets through use of dream-sharing technology, is given the inverse task of planting an idea into the mind of a CEO. Okay. And this is number 14 on the IMDb top movies of all time, as of now, this point. Uh Uh-huh. Just letting you know. Uh, I, I think... Now, I think that this one is... better with a second viewing. And I know a film shouldn't need two watches to be good. But I would say that this film needs two watches to be good. Okay. I mean, I think it 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 was a really
1: good first time, although I I do uh, agree that I probably didn't get all the machinations of everything that was going on until the second viewing. But I still thought it was great first time.
0: I, I, I think it just... I noticed a lot more the second time, and I felt second time I watched it, it, it just felt darker, and a lot of the emotional scenes had a lot more resonance. Where resonance, resonance, where Cobb, as played by uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, when his like wife tops herself and stuff like that, those sort of scenes and and how he, you know, how he plays that role, which you know, it's just you know, a lot a lot more intense than I remembered seeing at the cinema. Because I think I was just a little bit too much trying to figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my brain was working overtime. But once I'd actually got the, you know, oh, okay, I know what's going on and watched it for a second time.
1: Oh, okay. We've got that now. Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, I- here's a fact. So in an effort to combat confusion, we're talking about confusion. Confused combat. Television- combat confusion. <sighs> yeah, brilliant. In an effort to combat, confusion. like smoke
1: bombs in that,
0: like Batman, <laughs> flashbangs.
1: Shit! Where am I?
0: What's going Lashen on? Lesson here,
1: Sonny, and then the voice goes all around your head like Raz <laughs> al Ghul, except it's just Sean Connery.
0: Yeah. You're
1: dead now. You're definitely dead now.
0: <laughs> and then he just okay, so... then he
1: just pulls your pants up, scans <laughs> you,
0: pulls your pants off. Uh, in an effort to combat confusion television broadcasts in Japan include text in the upper left corner of the screen to remind viewers which level of the dream a specific scene takes place in (laughs) I mean mean, that seems ridiculous because for people that don't know, haven't seen the film they need to go and watch it but as described earlier on in the podcast the film kind of culminates with three or four different dream states all happening at the same time Uh each one moving at a slower speed than the other um and they all have to do a particular thing in each level of the dream for the other one to succeed so it's it all has to kind of work at the same time Um, but you know i think it's pretty clear with the colors with the color palette the way it's shot and the location like you've got one which is like a sort of snowy Siberia kind of base assault. You've got one which is just a car falling off a bridge in Brooklyn. Um, you know, and, and it's it's just it, it's not that it's not that hard to follow. No. Not not which level it is, but you know, what's going on and what it all means is is probably the harder harder thing to follow. Correct, yeah. So this took him 8 years to write. He actually pitched it when he when he'd completed Insomnia. Mhm. Um but you know it took him 8 years to write it. So even he was confused writing it. So what what the hell are, what what are my bloody writing I don't I don't get it.
1: It's harder to make it make sense. Sorry, I was just having some pills there. That's why I didn't reply. I was listening, honest. Okay. Inception. Thoughts. It's good.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um
1: is it your favorite?
0: So, no because your favorite is interstellar my favorite is interstellar by some degrees i think into stellar so I've just got a couple of one star Amazon reviews
1: okay
0: of of inception okay are we going um, through every film uh yeah we're, 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 we'll we'll just whip through because we've spoken about interstellar quite a lot okay um so one star on Amazon D- is this, bought this on DVD, Inception, verified purchase, and it just says "got wrong DVD in box." <laughs> <laughs> one star.
1: That's an that's an Inception moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it was a it was actually a disc of Basketball Diaries, so that really is an Inception moment.
1: <laughs> sure.
0: Uh, so the next one star review, Amazon Video, verified purchase. Somehow ordered this by mistake. <laughs> Probably when I was setting up my Amazon Echo.
1: Probably because they were looking for Insection.
0: Insection? Yeah. <laughs> um, and final, final one, but this is, this is actually like a, uh, an actual review of the film. So one out of five. I think you'd have to have a brain the size of Stephen Hawkins to follow what is going on. I like films. I lived the Matrix and Limitless. <laughs> did so he I'm just have to, Did he
1: call Stephen I'm, Hawking Stephen Hawkins? Hawkins. Okay.
0: I lived the Matrix and Limitless. By sadly, this film took two hours of my life. I'm never going to get back. At least it's only five five pounds down the drain. Okay. So Well, um, sorry, I love just
1: open it. out, I'm gonna put five pounds down the drain.
0: Yep. <laughs> 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 So yeah, I, I I like I like it. Um now moving on to my least favourite of his films. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think it is. yeah. Uh, it's The Dark Knight Rises. Ah, Johnson. Uh, that's actually just like it's
1: basically Sean Connery again.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Johnson.
0: So his voice, Tom Hardy's voice, was based on um a Irish traveller called Bartley Gorman. Uh-huh. Uh He was an undefeated bare knuckle boxing champion. Uh uh-huh. um, And so he actually sort of based his his voice on on this guy who was a yeah, a Romany gypsy. So he wanted to kind of have that. When you listen to them side by side, they don't sound like exactly the same, but the kind of the rhythm and how he talks and the inflections mm. are definitely there. So yeah, worth having a. I listen side by I side. have
1: listened to that. It's great. Although I do also feel that he's spent a lot of time basing his voice around both that, but then also peanut butter.
0: Eating peanut butter.
1: Just the sound of peanut butter in a mouth. Yeah, just, just imagine just that. Just
0: like, at the, in the roof of your mouth. Is that what you're yeah. talking about? Yeah. Nah. Oh. So, did you, did you know that he had to wear three-inch lifts?
1: Mm-hmm. We talked about to- this before. On the Tom Hardy that, episode,
0: did we? You're embarrassing yourself. Did you yourself, know? Right? Did you know that each movie from the Dark Knight trilogy is 12 minutes longer than the previous one?
1: Mm-hmm. You knew that. I actually did know that, and it and it wasn't from uh, research. It this was week. from
0: meticulously looking at the back of all your DVD cases. No,
1: I just heard it before.
0: <laughs> okay, fine. So, what do you think of this one, anyway? I know, I know that you you like it more than I.
1: I mean, I like it. Um, I like the Dark Knight more than this. Uh, I my original recollection of this was being in the cinema and having like had a large drink, and this one was a long film, right? And yeah, uh, I was thinking long. to myself, "Oh God, I like Christopher Nolan." Minutes. Christopher Nolan films are the ones that you look forward to, so you don't want to have like them ruined by a bad memory right. of them. Yeah. And uh, I do just remember that I spent the latter half of the film just desperate to bust go for him. a piss. Yeah, busting
0: for a pee. Um, I mean, in retrospect, you probably could have gone and not missed much.
1: I mean, maybe. I thought it was good, but it wasn't
0: great. Well, that's number 63 in the... Uh... IODB top 250 movies
1: i mean when we say good but not great i still mean eons or i don't know what other fathoms better than anything that michael bay could ever put together just next level completely differently
0: james better than anything james cameron could has done in the last 15 years as well and will do as well
1: I mean, maybe. No, there's no way. There's no way.
0: Yeah, there's no way that James Cameron is gonna make as good a film. He's gonna as make. Christopher
1: he's he's going If James Cameron had um, <coughs> a shart attack Freaking and shit <laughs> and shit his Avatar. pants all over um, a reel of seventy millimeter film, <laughs> and then he took it that would down the be cinema, it'd still be better than anything that Michael Bay could put together. And that's just a fact. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not on IMDb, because people don't like to hear the truth. But it's the truth.
0: Do you want to hear a, do you want to hear a, uh, a one-star review of... It's a real quick one, of The Dark Knight Rises. No? Uh-huh. Uh, DVD verified purchase. Did not play. The end was damage. <laughs>
1: What the, what the film with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin? <laughs> <laughs>
0: the end was just transitions. It just transitions. Okay, uh, so quickly moving on to my favourite one. <sighs> yeah, number let's not spend 32. too long on it because I am
1: actually starting okay. to feel quite ill now.
0: All right, okay. My so skin is crawling. All, all all I can say is I think this one is is brilliant. Interstellar, McConaughey, amazing music ending is pure emotion it's fucking good yeah it's it's it's, it's
1: probably my favorite one Um, and i
0: regret and i've said this before but i regret af not seeing it at the
1: cinema so i saw it in the cinema and uh big time uh anticipation for it and then when i came out it was one of those films where when you walk out on the street afterwards you still feel like you're it, it's taken some time to get your head out of the film world. You're still like yeah. all consumed by it. Your brain's like still there and like oh yeah, I'm I mean floated along the it's... street, kind of like just think, still thinking about it afterwards.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I just sometimes just watch the last twenty minutes. Well, you're an idiot. You know, I fucking love it. Just uh, it's one of my favourite endings to a film. I know, but you can't ever, ever, you ever. Can't just watch it. Know but I just I just like to watch the last scene because it's just so good. Just the music, and Matthew McConaughey, and just so many good bits. That that's another film that made me cry. I know probably on multiple occasions throughout the film as well. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect it because basically it just come after the Dark Knight, and I was like, nah, this this Christopher Nolan chaps just kind of not making good films anymore. How wrong was I? I mean,
1: you were wrong because the Batman films were still technically
0: great and entertaining okay so look we'll move on from that you know my thoughts on it I absolutely love it I don't think he's made a bad film no no well even though I'd say that Dark Knight Rises is my least favourite I still enjoyed it exactly but it's just it's just got too much crap in it Mm -hmm. being you know there's no there's a climbing scene where he's climbing out of a big pit that's supposed to be impossible to get out of now listen I've been climbing, right? <laughs> I've been. I've climbed up a wall. And some of the moves that he was pulling off, Tom Cruise couldn't do them. Yeah. So it's just... It was, it, I mean, was it's, just, it it's Christian Bale. He's, he's got a much bigger musculature. He's a bit angry as well. Uh, so finally, and this one's coming out uh, this month, I think, is it like this mid-July? It's in 21st
1: moment. of July, because I've got... Night one tickets to see it on 70mm print
0: in Leicester Square. Have you now?
1: I do. And actually, uh, day one people usually kind of annoy me. Day one wanker. Yeah. But I was just a wee bit worried. I bought the hype and I was like, shit, I've got to see it in 70mm. And then just got tickets, didn't I?
0: I think that's a good call. Yeah,
1: I mean you fucked up badly on interse- um, Interstellar, so you. I was going to say interception. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interception. It's a, okay. It's about um, a football so this player. is
0: so this is Dunkirk, yeah. Yeah, Dunkirk. Uh, Allied soldiers from Belgium, the British Empire, Canada, and France are surrounded by the German army and evacuated during a fierce battle in World War Two. Why did you say now, like
1: the? like canada was the british empire
0: uh, just just the british empire I think I might need canada glasses <laughs> canada france fine uh so this is his shortest film since the following uh, 1 hour 47 minutes right I mate I'm, I'm over the moon
1: yeah cuz with your you know with what? your bowel you never know what's going to happen
0: I- i'm a 90 minute man you know me i like my I like my You're a
1: ninety-second right man. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, so yeah, no, it's one hour, one hour forty-seven minutes. Uh, I just, I, I can't. You know, I'm so hyped for this film. Uh, you know, you got Hans Zimmer again. You know, I think he's just come out of his his best film. Great subject. The trailers are all doing it for me. Tom Hardy. You yeah, know. Ah, man, I'm. I am raging semi over this film.
1: Hmm. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, um, I'm not as hyped for this as I was for the the sequel to Batman Begins when it came out because when Dark Knight came out I was like, Whoa mate, this is gonna be mad good. Um Yeah.
0: Were you disappointed when you saw it or No,
1: I loved it when I saw it and then I grew to kind of just see where it stood in the grand scheme of things over time. Yeah. Okay. Um but I'm not as excited as I was for that because I was like, 23 or 24 or something, you blew, and like you your lesson, yeah. reading you reading graphic novel novels at the time and stuff like that. So there was a lot going on there, but I just know that this will just be technically wicked and also yeah. probably quite um... affecting.
0: Yeah. So just okay. to end, mm-hmm. I had a look at the parents' guide for Dunkirk now. Bearing in mind that this film isn't out yet, someone's gone to the trouble of putting a predicted parents' guide on there, so I'm just going to go ahead and and read it. Mm-hmm. Um, say, so, sex and nudity. Considering the director's previous works, the nudity in this film is unlikely. Mm-hmm. I mean, fair fair comment. Yeah, there's not much nudity in his films. Violence and gore, intense sequences. Oh, you should see violence and action. Yeah, you should see so intense sequences of violence and action. Now it's only a twelve A, so I don't know how accurate that's going to be. Uh huh. But I mean, you know, it's a war film, so this is the best one. Profanity, most likely Mm. one or two uses of fuck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Predict a fuck
0: yeah okay so i'm getting a strong sense that there's most likely going to be one slash two uses of fuck in this film uh yeah i mean it's good alcohol slash drugs slash smoking there are probably hints of alcohol drinking alcohol on screen and use of some cigarettes (laughs) but no drugs
1: i'm gonna use that cigarette cheers buddy (laughs) do you mind if i use this cigarette
0: yeah but no no drugs mate not here uh
1: and that noise signals i need to go and be ill on my own
0: (laughs) okay Uh, i'm
1: actually really feeling quite painful right now um i have been grimacing and like tightening my fists to try and forget about the pain of my skin right now you
0: um, want do you want to read us out then yeah if, you make it quick and then- if anyone
1: would like to send any condolences to me um, whether it be in gift form maybe you want to send me some LucasAid aid to help get over it um, you know if you want to just send a message then you can go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film and uh, leave a comment on on the main page or, or on the little posts that we put up there or send us a direct message and we'll get back to you Um, or you can go to guysonfilm.co.uk forward slash contact and send us a longer message that way if you like check out the stuff that's on the website including the films of the month uh, write ups which I think we probably have another one of those that we owe you all same Um, and also finally if you want to send us something quick and dirty then you can use 140 characters on twitter at GOF podcast or check out our pictures at same name on instagram that's it Christopher Nolan. I'm kind of annoyed that I was sick for this one and less participatory than I was when
0: I know I feel like I've carried it. My, my voice count has uh, you know people have heard my voice. Three much. Too much. much. Uh, yeah. So sorry about that. Maybe, but there was a lot of facts.
1: Maybe you can um, change the chronological order of this so that like my scenes meet your scenes and overall I The Ian side takes up just as much as yours, but we end somewhere crucial. Don't
0: worry, listen. The last 30 minutes of this podcast is pretty much a musical extravaganza. Yeah. Crossing the desert. Yeah. Okay. And there's probably one or two uses of fuck as well, so...
1: Fuck off. Bye.
0: Bye.